Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host Scotty McCoy and I have a an alumni from Child's Play 2 on the phone. She played Kyle. Please welcome Christine Elise. Hi Christine, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to have this interview. Um, so the first question I actually have isn't related to Child's Play, but it's how did you get your start into acting? Um, I, w- I grew up in Boston and I was always interested in old Hollywood movies, you know, the old black and whites and Humphrey Bogart, and sort of the film noir genre of old movies. And I collected Pulp Fiction paper- paperbacks from the 30s to the 60s. And so that sort of gumshoe thing was my you know favorite thing whether it was literary or in movies or whatever so when Blade Runner came out I was like wow this is a really interesting reinvention of the film noir genre I think that's what I want to do with my life I think I want to be a director and uh sort of you know bring film noir back to the prominence it once had in its heyday in the 40s and 50s and um so I decided to go to film school I went to film school at Boston University for a year and then decided it didn't make sense to finish film school in a town that didn't have a film industry. So I thought I'd move to California and live in California for a year and establish California residency. And then go to a state school, UCLA or USC, which at the time in 84, the state schools were like $600 a semester, which was very inexpensive. Yeah. And there were more prestigious film schools and I could do internships and like learn my way around town and like get... Uh, you know, get mm-hmm. a bunch of balls in the air at one time uh, that way. So I moved to L.A. at 19, didn't know anybody, moved here by myself, and um, got a job on Rodeo Drive as a cashier, making six bucks an hour to make a, to pay my bills. And um, two and a half years later, I was still doing that. Um, <laughs> I couldn't afford, I was working like 60 hours a week, and I couldn't afford time off of work to go to film school, even if film school had been free. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to end up in a life with, of retail, which I loathed. And so not what I wanted to be doing with my life. I'm like, how can I, mm-hmm. I need to get somehow into film school. So I, but I had to work too. So I took some night classes at Los Angeles City College. But that, at that rate, I was like 16 years later, I have a degree. This is going to take too long. <laughs> I can't do that either. And like, what else can I do to keep feeling like I'm moving in the right direction while still having my job? So I go, ah, I'm going to be a director. I'm going to direct actors. I should know what actors do. How are you going to direct somebody if you don't even know what their job really entails? So I took some acting classes or an acting class at mm-hmm. night um, just to, from a director's perspective and then really liked it more than I thought I would. <laughs> I'm not a performing type. I'm super shy. I still have horrible stage fright. So performing for people is something that would never have crossed my mind to do, do with my life. Right. But I liked it. And so I thought, hey, you know, uh, there are tons of actors out there that can't act, that make a living. I don't know why I can't be one of them. And so I decided to try to be an actor. And uh, I looked super young. I was in my 20s at that point but I looked easily I looked very very 15 I had a baby face (laughs) and I got an agent pretty quickly and started working and playing high school kids like for the next decade (laughs) (laughs) nice so uh, what about your audition for Child's Play 2 what was that like I mean all auditions are pretty much the same they're terrifying Um, right there's a bunch of people in the room the writer the director the producers um, casting director and their assistant and um, you know you get a couple pages of dialogue to read and you do it, you know. Right. I guess I didn't get the job the first time around, and they kept. They were like, "Well, we liked her, but we, she wasn't. We didn't think it the first time around that she was the right one. Mm-hmm. Let's bring the people that were the near misses back again, see how they go." Right. And I, so I got to go back, and at the time I had just started, had just done an episode of Twenty One Jump Street, and I was at the day, uh, 
on the day of the edition was currently shooting an episode of Baywatch. Right. So I was feeling pretty cocky as a new actor because I had been working a lot. You know, it was new. Mm-hmm. I was new and I was having some luck. And I was like, and I had to be on set at, at Baywatch at like, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. So they had this like 9.30 audition. And I think I had a different attitude when I went in the second time because right. I was feeling more confident and I didn't have the nerves that you that I have very often in auditions. And I think I had a little bit of like, hurry up, let's get this done, I have somewhere to be <laughs> attitude, which was better suited to who Kyle was. Right. And so recently I asked Don Mancini, I go, hey, who, who, to whom do I owe, you know, thanks for having cast me? Whose decision was it to cast me finally? Right. And he said, the second time around, it was unanimous. Everybody thought it was you. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, we know that Brad Dourif uh, pro- provided the voiceover of Chucky. So was his voice added, um, added during post-production? And if so, what was it like working with a doll that had no dialogue during filming? I was already a huge Brad Dourif fan, so I was completely starstruck by him. He's, he's a tremendous... Um, so I rehearsed with him, so he would see how I was going to do my dialogue so that he could go in the studio and record his, having some sense of how I was going to play my side of it, you know? Right. Um, so then when we're on set, they play back his voice. Chucky does have a voice. Okay. They, they have, Chucky has to have a voice so they know how to make his mouth move to the dialogue. Right. That's part of what the puppeteers are doing is trying to get his mouth to move. Sometimes they will play back Brad's voice at half speed. Okay. So the doll has more time to get the mouth moving correctly. Okay. You know? And yeah. then they just speed it up in post. Um, so... But that you do hear the you do hear his voice on set. Okay, that's awesome because I know like I do know like um you know like in certain things I forget I can't remember which one off the top of my which uh, show it was off the top of my head but like um it might be like when there it could be like a green like either a green screen or something when they're not really there and you're acting with nothing you know what I mean and that's what I do I do and I was acting with nothing a great deal because okay um I was uh, you know over eighteen so I'm working as an adult. Mm-hmm. And Alex Vincent was seven or eight at the time, mm-hmm. and so he had child labor laws that applied to him. So right. we would shoot his stuff first to get him in and out. Like we shoot the, you know, the establishing shot, the big wide shot of a scene that sort of gives the audience the geography of what's going on. So then when you move in for close-ups, people already know, they know where you are in the room. You know, they got, they've already seen the bigger picture, right. so now you go into close-ups and stuff. So um, we do the establishing shoot with Alex, and then. Um, they would shoot Alex out and send him home, and then they'd shoot the doll, because the doll had like nine puppeteers to run. The doll right. was more expensive than I was <laughs> to have on set, as wow. far as overtime and that kind of thing. Right. So they would shoot the doll out, and also the doll takes the longest. The doll, he's the most problematic you know, actor on set because it's such a technical you mm-hmm. know, nightmare to get nine different guys to get all the things happening synced so it looks real, you know? Right. So then they would shoot Chucky out, and then he they go home, and I would be on set with two or the C stand, which are those metal stands. They have lights and mm-hmm. you know flags and stuff on. Um, mm-hmm. There would be a blue X for for Alex and a red X for Chucky, and then the, a fucking <laughs> video <laughs> recording. I mean, an audio recording of uh, Brad's voice. So Brad's not there. Alice isn't there, the puppet's not there, and I'm acting with my eye lines going to things, and there's nothing there. So it's virtually the same as working with green screen. <laughs> and uh, it, I was alone. If you don't see other people in the frame with me when I'm doing something, they probably right. weren't on set when I was doing it. Wow. 
That's crazy. So, so quickly, yeah, I learned right. to stick really close to Alex. So right. it's difficult to frame him. Like to, it's difficult to shoot me without him because he was I was so close to him all the time that right. he'd be in frame. So unless they were super tight on my face, Alex would naturally be in frame. So I, <laughs> and I learned to cling really close to Alex to keep, <laughs> to keep my, stuff, my time of working alone uh, to a minimum. But. Nice. <laughs> so what was the best part about filming Child's Play 2 and what was the worst? The worst was the working with nobody there. Right. Um, that's just technically hard. I'm not, I was not a, te- a, a you know, very particularly experienced actress, and mm-hmm. so that was challenging. The best part was I got the job. I mean, right. There's no downside to any job, and that was super early in my life, and it was really a big mm-hmm. job, and everybody on it was great. It's, it's a job that um, continues to pay dividends to me right. literally financially like because i got to go back for a culture chucky yep. but also alex vincent and i he's like my real little brother he's family mm-hmm. to me don don mancini is family to me john john lafia who unfortunately passed away this year mm-hmm. um the director of child's play 2 and the co-writer of child first child's play um he i reconnected with him had him over for a couple dinner parties in the past year or two and it's and i've, I've known jennifer tilly i knew Je- jennifer tilly from before i got child's play oh, okay so, so she's she's sort of in my life socially outside of the franchise even right. so it's a it's a it's a project that was really exciting to do we shot it on the universal lot half of it half of it anyway on the universal lot mm-hmm. which is where the universal monsters were born the original frankenstein and right you know um <laughs> You know, the, the original horror, Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, those guys. Yeah. And that's a huge legend and a, a huge part of what in, inspired me to even end up as an actor was those sort of movies and, right. and those old movie plots. So that was super exciting. Right. And it's amazing because I'm sure when you were filming Child's Play 2 and even upon its release, you didn't expect this to be as big as it actually became, which is really surreal. You're, you're exactly right. And Child's Play Three, I would, Alex and I were both bitter that they had, you know, moved on <laughs> and didn't have us in in, in three. Right. So we were sad. To, we were sad to sort of be fired from the franchise. And uh, I think Child's Play Three is widely considered to be the weakest of the yeah. bunch. Although I watched it recently and I think it holds up pretty well. But I think yeah. the fans kind of think it's the weakest of the franchise right. and so they, yeah it, it seemed like well they don't like us anymore and that one wasn't very good and um but don is such a genius and was able to recreate bring it back with you know um bride of chucky and that's hilarious and bringing in mm-hmm. that sort of the co- bumping up the comedy yep. and then um clever enough to bring it back down to mm-hmm. horror again you know he's been right. really he's been really flexible with the tone um mm-hmm. of the films and i think that that's part of why it's been able, and and the fact that it's always been don mancini's voice right. no, nobody else has ever written one and he's directing them now too so the the, mm-hmm. the voice stays pure and the character stories all stay real right there's no there's no chucky uh, you know, installment in the franchise where Al- Andy Vincent doesn't exist, Andy uh, Andy Barkley doesn't exist. You know, right. where other franchises may totally throw away what's already happened and start afresh with right. new people, and and the old right. storylines aren't honored anymore. Look at so Halloween. That, <laughs> it's, 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 it's you know, for to have Alex come back and for me to come yep. back and play characters at 30 years older. Right. Yeah, he started with, Alex was six when he started doing this, and now he's like 38. Right. And and still playing. Andy Barkley. I don't think there's many actors that can say they've had that opportunity. Exactly. I mean, look at Halloween. That has like what six different time frames in, in yeah. one franchise. It's yeah. crazy. 
But yeah, Child's Play has always been been true to its original. Like they, like even when like they did the, the you know the Bride of Chucky, and they and they end up inserting you know Jennifer Tilly's character uh, Tiffany, and then they end up bringing they end up doing Cedar Chucky, but it still stuck with the with the main thing with Tiffany being there, and then they it still worked with Tiffany with Jennifer Tilly being Tiffany, but also acting as herself as an actress. It, it just worked. It, it just it really did. Like it's it's I it's one of my favorite franchises. I absolutely love it, and I'm not going to lie. Chucky scared me so much as a kid. I couldn't even go into Spencer's without seeing that doll without freaking out. That's so funny. And for me, I, I'm he's he's like a family member to me. I have nothing but fondness for him. I can't imagine being afraid of him. So that's but that's his job. So right. He's it's funny because it was it's karma because uh, when I was younger and my my little cousin uh, her name is Destiny she was probably I would say five or six and I I'm and she's right now she's about twenty one or so and I'm I'm gonna be thirty one this year so I'm about ten years older than her so I, um but yeah she was about five or six and I uh, sat her down and I forced her to watch Chucky and I told her it's just like Toy Story. And uh, she, oh right? So she ended up watching it, and guess what? It backfired, and I got scared of it. That's so funny. See, Carl was a bitch. It really is. It really is. So yeah, it was. It was interesting. Uh, a little interesting thing. And my hand candy's like, "What are you doing to her? You're showing her this." You're, so many people have done that. There are so many people. When I when I go to conventions, I get, I hear that story a lot. About. My older brother, my older sister, was torturing me Chucky when I was a kid. I get, I actually get people send me videos of them trying to, you know, terrify people with Chucky. Right. I'm sure you've seen those people at bus stops and somebody jumps through the poster. Like yep. Size check. I don't enjoy those at all. I think they're super mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're really, really mean. And I always think like someone's gonna get hurt. They're gonna scare the shit out of someone, and they're gonna have a bus. You know. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't like seeing it Chucky used. <laughs> for that purpose. <laughs> so, uh, God rest his soul, John Laffia. How was he as a director? He was amazing. He was a super sensitive guy. I think um, he's he, unusually so. Um, the kind of guy that this town can really chew up, you know, mm-hmm. just really sensitive and really a sweet, lovely, super creative right. uh, man. Yeah, it's sad that he passed away. When I saw the news, I'm like, oh my God, is he the guy from Child's Play? And I looked at him like, it is, no. Yeah. I was so sad to hear that. Like, And I mean, we're losing a lot of celebrities this year alone. And like, just, you know, seeing, you know, John Laffio as one of them. And, you know, and then we had, you know, Steve Dash in the past, like, you know, the past couple of years has been rough. It's It's been sad. And Sid Haig. Yeah, yeah, Sid Haig, yeah. And I actually had an interview scheduled uh, with Sid Haig, um, and then he passed away not long before. Um, I, I know he was he was trying to take it easy because of medical reasons, but then he got into Rob Zombie's 31, and he wanted to help promote that. So I had an interview set up with him, and then he passed away not, uh, maybe not long after that. I know his role was even minimized in that movie because of his medical condition. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's sad. Um, so... Couple here's like a two part question. So first of all, how was it, what was it like working with Alex Vincent, and was it a uh, struggle or a challenge working with a child actor? Alex is lovely. Alex is, was a total pro. It was not his first rodeo, so right. to speak. He had done the first one. He was yeah. very seasoned. He was and remains a wildly intelligent mm-hmm. person. Um, and that he brought that intelligence to his ability to act. Um, and he was delightful. I He felt like my little brother then. He still feels like my little brother. Um, and so he was easy to work with. Um, 
he I, I didn't see him for the years between Child's Play 2 and then I saw him I met, hooked up with him again at a horror convention maybe six mm-hmm. years seven eight years ago some, okay. somewhere in there and um and it was like no time had passed but now he, instead of being seven he's an adult you know <laughs> but right. he told me then that um his memories of me was that i was the kindest person on set to him Aww, he has the sweet. fondest memories of me and i was happy to hear that that's awesome um i always get a kick out of his one scene in the uh first movie i always laugh at it when he's making breakfast in bed for his mom and the ter- toast is burnt he's putting like a crap load of sugar in the cereal and he puts a big clunk of butter on the toast i'm like laughing my butt off every time i see that i'm like that's what i would do as a kid that's what kids do you know and it's just it's so cute like it's really a cute scene like it, it really adds to his character's dimension it really does yeah um so what was it also like working with brad duriff well i already kind of addressed that i was yeah. super starstruck he's he's an intimidating guy um just because he's he doesn't suffer fools and right. his energy is just sort of intense and the characters he plays are yeah. always really intense so um yeah. i think that's and partly because it's just who he is I and mean, he right. has that intensity about him but um yeah i mean i met him for like an hour now I know him. Now I, right. uh, now it's different because when Kaltachuk was being promoted, we went, all went to New York, me and Don and uh, Fiona and Brad and Jennifer. And the studio put us all in the same hotel. And, this, and the hotel, we had a per diem, which is money, mm-hmm. money to give you to spend when you're out of town so you're not spending your own money because um, they've traveled you. Right. And they gave us like whatever two hundred dollars a day to spend at this hotel, and uh, but you but the caveat was or the catch was mostly when they give you for DM, you can just, they just give you the money and you can do whatever you want with it. You can not spend it at all and put it in the bank, or you can go buy a, a necklace. It right. It's your money to spend as you will. But in this case, they had the money wouldn't roll over. So if you didn't spend your Monday money, you didn't spend your Monday two hundred, you didn't get four hundred on Tuesday. You okay. know, if you didn't spend it on Monday, you didn't get to have it. Okay. And you had to spend it at that hotel. Okay. Which was weird. So it yeah. leashed us all like pets to this hotel. But that mm-hmm. was ended up being having an amazing silver lining for me, and I think I hope the rest of them felt this way too. We were all hell bent on spending the two hundred dollars, right? Like I'm not right. gonna let that money go back to the studio i want to spend that money it's mine i'm going to spend it right. and we all had to spend it. so we ended up all having dinner together every night nice. because we're all eating at the hotel and so we had these big family style dinners every night uh, while we were there and i got to know brad pretty well and i got to know his wife and i got to know his uh right. his, his stepdaughter fiona's stepdaughter sister and uh yeah so i got to actually feel like i could walk up to him and say hi you know who i am <laughs> right <laughs> or before i didn't feel that way Right. So what was your most memorable moment while filming Child's Play 2? Uh, there's none. There's no single moment that stands out. It's just, it was, I was so mm-hmm. flabbergasted that I had the job. I was so right. over the top excited. I would stay, they'd wrap me sometimes and I could go home and I wouldn't go home. I'd just hang around and watch everybody shoot and right. hang out with the people that are there. The hairdresser on that show remains a good friend of mine too. Like it's not, it's, it's unusual that you keep people from, from jobs that people think, you know, all actors are best friends. If you work with them, then you're going to have them in your life forever. But that's very right. seldom the case. For a lot of reasons, you're thrown together. What you In a lot of cases, all you have in common is that project. Right. But in real life, you don't have anything overlapping interests. And also the fact that actor an actor's life is itinerant. And you're, you're mm-hmm. moving all around and going to different places. And, and so, you know, keeping up with people, even your own, like, Friends mm-hmm. and family is difficult sometimes, let alone adding in new people to the mix. So, mm-hmm. um, but but Scott Williams, who was the hairdresser on that, is still a close friend. So, it was just a great, um, 
it's just it's just been fantastic. It's been, it, it, it's still it's still a gift of my life to this awesome. day. So. So uh, I'm gonna throw in a bonus question that I just thought of actually. Um, so when you did the uh, scene in the factory where, like the you know the toy factory, now was that a real factory? Was that all CGI and post production based, or how was how was that done? There's no CGI in any Chucky's. There's only okay. I think the only CGI Chucky has ever been, I think, is in Curse, and they have Chucky going down the stairs in Curse. I think that was a CGI moment. Okay. Nothing else is Chucky's a practical. He's practical. He's a practical. Um, Special effect, not a CGI one. Okay. And uh, the factory was not a factory, but it was a set. It oh, was okay. built, existed. Nice. But it was, it was, uh, you know, they, they can't green screen in a factory. They could, that would cost right. more than just that was, a set. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> also, it was 1989, so. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. <laughs> so uh, you you recently came back, obviously, for the post credit scene as the same character of Kyle in Cult of Chucky. So how did that come about to happen, and do you have any plans on appearing in a future film of Child's Play? Uh, it came about because initially Dawn asked me if I wanted to do play a different character in Curse, uh, and I said yes, and the character I think would have been Fiona's mom, okay. um, who dies very quickly at the top of Curse. Uh, mm-hmm. But ultimately, they shoot these things in Canada, and Canada has laws about how many Canadians you have to have on the set and how many Americans are allowed to be in a project. Okay. I mean, because uh, because uh, Fiona and a lot and Brad and a lot of the people that are it has to be in the movie yeah. are American. They're they're Canadian. Their American content was maxed out, so I couldn't see. But he knew at that point that I wanted to come back, and so when it was time, and then he had that great post credits cameo with Alex at the end of Curse, and I think that he always had in mind to have me come back at the end of. Um, Actually, there was a much bigger scene that I can't, I'm not supposed to talk about that didn't happen, a big, spectacular special effects thing with me mm-hmm. and Chucky and Tiffany that ultimately was too expensive to do. And okay. I'm frankly glad because I like what I ended up having to do yeah. better. <laughs> I like what happened right. better. So, uh, and I would love, love, love to be involved. With it. I mean, I hope, I'm hope i hoping, fingers crossed, they invite me to be part of the sci-fi Chucky TV series. Yep, that was actually my next question. I don't know if you signed anything or if you have any NDA clauses, but I was wondering if you're going to be appearing in it. I'm wondering the same thing. My fingers are crossed. All ten of my fingers are crossed. And don't invite me. These right. things don't happen. They won't, I won't know. Like when I did Beverly Hills, the BH9210 reboot last summer, yeah. um, they didn't make me an offer to do the to do it. I talked to them about doing it in February, but they never offered me a part no. until. June and I like a week later I was on a plane and went to Canada and shot it and into August I was done. <laughs> like right. man, it was so fast, you know. <laughs> right. Um. So if I were to be involved with Chucky, I won't know until it's almost time to go there and do it. Yeah, and it, w- it would be great because I mean you wouldn't think you would need to audition. I mean you're obviously Kyle. You no, know I what don't. I mean? No, I don't yeah. Audition. So I mean, and they're bringing Brad back. We know that. So I mean, I yeah. think it would be great. I- I'm not sure. Are they bringing Alex Vincent back? Do you know? I don't know. I'm hoping so. I, I, I and I are both in the yeah. same boat. Please okay. call me. Please call me. Yeah. Please call me. It would be great just to see everybody, like, you know, from the Child's Play, you know, Child's Play franchise coming back. Even, like, you know, um, Andy Barclay's mother coming back. That would be really cool, like, to see that. I don't know if it will happen, but that would be awesome. You know, I, I think it would, be pretty, it would be bittersweet, like, to see, you know, like a reunion of Child's Play in this TV series. Well, you know, they got like eight episodes, so they got a lot of room to play. So yeah. I don't know. That's the most exciting thing about it for me is that Dawn has, has you know, told seven feature-length films, which is, right. you know, seven, 15 hours maybe of um, 
16 hours of Chucky's story. Yeah. And over the course of 30 years, now he gets to tell eight hours of Chucky's story in two months. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's really exciting. And it really a lot is. Of room for, uh, incredible progress in the story i completely agree and i'm really excited to see what this uh series is going to do i think them uh, announcing brad Dourif coming back as the voice of chucky that's right there is the icing on the cake you know what i mean like that's like we now got our chucky now who else from the from the film franchise is going to be returning and i'm really hoping you're one of them and i'm hoping obviously i think jennifer might have been announced um and i'm hoping alex comes back no as she well. has not been announced she hasn't all right yeah so i would love to see you know all of you guys come back it'll be amazing I agree. Yes. So the last question I got for you is, uh, do you have any future projects or gigs that you want to tell the listeners about and also any social media accounts or websites that you would like to promote? Um, I don't have anything coming up because we're, it's Los Angeles and we're still in lockdown. That's true, here yes. COVID. Like, not, nothing's open. Right. Uh, auditionings aren't... Uh, productions can't even go up. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of laws about COVID protocol, onset protocol. Yeah. Shoot, you know the Kevin Costner show Yellowstone yeah. that shoots in like Montana or something. Yeah. I think they're shooting, but they're in Montana. They're in this like really super low right. COVID problem area. Yeah. Um, but everything's kind of on, up in the air right now because yeah, yeah, you know, this country hasn't got got that under control yet. So right. no, I have nothing, um, you know, firm. Right. Uh, because nothing's really happening. As far as social media, I mean, as far as I have a couple of things that, okay. that are, if people are interested, I have a vegan cooking channel on YouTube that you can get to by going to videovegan.com. It's a vegan cooking show geared toward people that are not vegan. It's just so if you want to like cut back on eating meat or if your girlfriend's vegan and you don't know how to make dinner for her. Right. Or, you know, my friend had a heart attack and now he's a medically induced vegan there's lots of reasons to cut back on meat and uh, right. it's meant to have this like the recipes all be familiar like cheesecake and orange chicken and um lasagna that kind of stuff but all vegan um and then i have a, i wrote a, i wrote a novel called baby and the single girl it's a dirty okay. comedy novel it looks like a chick book but it's not it's right. <laughs> like it too okay. um it's not it's fiction it's not erotica it's not like 50 shades of gray it's more like it's more like if Larry David told raunchy dating stories, like just about humiliation and embarrassment and bad right. choices. Um, <laughs> and that can be found on Amazon. It's called Bathing and the Single Girl. Yeah. And if you go to Bathing Book, B-A-T-H-I-N-G, bathingbook.com, um, there's a 10-minute short film that I made before I wrote the book. If you go to the film tab on, on the website, you can watch the 10 minute comedy okay. that works really well as a trailer for the book. So you'll get the idea of the tone okay. of the book. And if that, if, if the short film appeals to you, know that the book is way funnier and way dirtier. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. And I, and on bathingbook.com, if you go to the contact page, my Instagram account, my Facebook account, my Twitter account, all that stuff is there. I have a okay. photography. I do photography as well. If you go to my pinup art, okay. M Y P I N U P A R T, mypinupart.com, my photography is there for sale. You can buy things like it's not just like framed prints, but you can get shirts or mugs or phone cases and whatever, the beach towels with these, any photo, a bunch of photos that I've taken. Awesome. And yeah, I think that, that covers that everything. It. Um, I know that um, I will be checking out your uh, your YouTube channel for sure because I uh, am on a weight loss journey myself. I mean, I'm not that heavy. I'm, I was 213. I'm now 192. 
Um, Good for you. Thank you. Was awake during COVID? Yeah, that's where I gained I it all gained at the start of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I literally gained all, uh, lost all the weight that I gained in March. <laughs> but I I went to my parents' place um one weekend and I weighed myself on the scale and um and I ended up uh, seeing I was two thirteen. I'm like, yeah, this isn't gonna fly. I'm you know thirty years old. I shouldn't be you know two hundred and thirteen pounds at this point. Um, so I ended up uh, making myself healthy meals and everything. And it really is costing me more money than the than the junk food did. But uh, but I would love to check out your healthier alternatives. I'm sure that'll help out even more on the weight loss because I've been just you know ordering getting ground beef and like you know chicken and turkey and all that stuff. But like I'm sure you know with having those type of meals that you you're teaching, it would be a lot better because I basically look up recipes online so this would be a way for me to actually cook along and if you're cooking in the videos as well that'll make it seem like hey i'm cooking with christine it does i am and awesome. just you know vegan doesn't mean healthy necessarily it's unhealthy vegan mm. stuff too i can right. cheese the vegan cheesecake is just as bad for you as regular cheesecake okay so don't think that just because the word vegan's in front of it it means it's healthier it's low calorie right there, that isn't there are lots of healthy things on there though um and they're certainly healthier than animal products just in general that are for your heart you know right. the only way to get cholesterol into your system is through animal products nothing okay. it's the only thing that creates cholesterol so if you have a cholesterol issue um plant-based oh. diets address that completely awesome um but uh yeah so there's definitely like healthy stuff on there too i mean there's like 150 episodes so okay there's a lot of options. Yeah, definitely. I will. I'm gonna like look, start looking into that, and uh, if you don't mind, I can probably tag you on Facebook and all that with that, and show you, hey, look what I made. <laughs> Please do. I would love to see. That'd be great. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor and a pleasure talking to you. I grew up watching you, and I absolutely loved you in the movie. Um, and I, when I seen you in uh, Colt, I was like, I was like, uh, first of all, when I was watching Colt, I'm like, I bet you they're gonna do something at the end of the credits because I, I missed it on, uh, on uh, Alex, re you know, Alex returning, and uh, I seen it online. It was kind of like, oh great, that was spoiled for me because I didn't wait till the end of the credits. So I went yeah. back and watched it, but I'm like, this time I'm not going online when this is, re you know, released and everything. I'm gonna watch it right when it's released. I'm gonna wait till the end credits. I'm gonna see if there's a surprise this time. I'm not getting spoiled. I'm like, holy crap! Is that is that Kyle? I'm so glad because I had to keep that secret for a year. It was a big deal because once Alex did his cameo, everybody assumed that I was going to be the next one, and so I got asked on a daily basis if I was. And they had my name wasn't in the credits on IMDb. Like they really kept it a secret that I was in that. That's awesome. And I had to literally answer that question every day: Are you going to be in it? Are you going to be in it? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do you not know? It's already finished. Did you shoot it or not? <laughs> like, well, uh, you know, which, which I did, but we shot, you know, alternate endings, so I don't know which one they're going to use, and I had to, like, make up all this bullshit to, right. you know. <laughs> to keep the secret but exactly. it worked and people were super happy about it I'm happy to say I, I, it's, it was like a year long secret that had an amazing payoff at the end of the day it was like this was a worth the year long wait thank you I'm glad you feel that way that I do I really do um, I'm really grateful and uh, I don't know if you do conventions but hopefully uh, I, I that'll be great um, maybe if you if you get a chance to come to like Maryland or to Pennsylvania oh, I, the way it works is we don't get to pick okay. so everyone thinks like you can just come like, I, if I could just go anywhere I could go to Texas right now every single year <laughs> nice. like, that's how it works you have the, the promoter of the show has to invite you and they curate these things okay Based on a number of factors, like they have certain projects that they're highlighting that they might have a, you know, Friday the 13th reunion right. or, you know, Halloween reunion right. or, you know, Supernatural or Riverdale or whatever. And, um, right. so you know, and then they have random actors and, you know, mix, uh, mishmash of other people, but they 
they they have to invite you. Wow. You can make it known that you'd like to go, but they have to invite you because they they fly you in, they put you up, right. they give you the table. So and then they have a finite amount of real estate to put people on, you know. Right. And if one, and once you've done a show, they mostly want you let you come back to that show for a couple of years. Oh wow! Well, if there's any uh, horror convention, uh, you know, promoters out there, we need to get Christina Lee at, at a lot of these conventions, specifically in Maryland and Pennsylvania, because I Seriously, I definitely want to meet you. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I mean, it, you are. You, I was like nervous about it because I'm like, oh my god. I, I mean, I'm talking to Christina Lee. Like, I mean, how can you? You know, I, like how can I contain myself? Like, I watched her as a growing up, and I've liked this with all of my interviews. I'm like so nervous, and when I talk to you, I'm like, oh my god, that is her voice. <laughs> and it's been an honor, a pleasure, and I am so grateful you made time to have this interview. I know we reached out a few, uh, was it a few months back, and with uh, the pandemic, we wanted to wait a little bit, so I'm like, yeah, why not? And I kept my word. I, I messaged you back in, you know, I think it was late July, and we set something up for today, and here it is. Here it is. Awesome. Yeah, at the time, earlier when people were dying by the thousands every day, it just yeah. felt frivolous, so I didn't feel like right. and, it didn't feel appropriate. So. Right, and I actually started up the uh, podcast again as the pandemic started back up. Um, it was like, because uh, I haven't done them for a year prior, literally to the day, because the last time I'd done them before March 2020 was March 2019. Um, wow. But I, I figured it would be a good way to get people to, you know, bring some positivity, bring some entertainment, you know, bring something that people can do and not worry about all this you know all the sadness and the hate and everything going on in the yeah. world and I'm right, and exactly. that's and that's why I'm so glad I could have brought you on to be a part of this adventure I'm so glad that we got to make this happen and uh, I, I will tag you uh, and uh, you know promote this once I get it up I'll be putting it online later uh, today I'll be making a sneak peek for Facebook and it'll be like on iTunes Spotify and all that as well great awesome, awesome. well I thank you again and uh, you have a thank great you. rest of your night, night and you please too. stay safe you too. All right, Thanks. thank you. Bye. Bye.